from the Allen Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Studios. This is KRZI Waco, K222DC Waco, K265DV Temple, ESPN Central Texas. It's about to go down in a minute. Let me touch down. I'm going to get it. Because I, 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 been waiting all night. It's gang time. It's game time on ESPN Central Texas, presented by Alan Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat. Now from the Alan Samuels Studios, here's Tom Barfield, Ward White, and Ryan Fox. Hey, good morning. It is Wednesday, hump day, middle of the week, and all that good stuff. We're, uh, we're glad you're with us. This is game time here on a Wednesday morning. Tom, Ward, Ryan, we're glad you're with us as uh, we kick off a brand new day. Ward, good morning. How are we? Good. Just good? Just good. All right. You've already, I mean, you put in a full day already. Not really. I mean, you got here like at 2 a.m. or something. What time did you get here? Mm, I was, I don't know, I was, hour or so ago. I was working hour and, and looked up and words like, you got to get in here. <laughs> Ryan, good morning. How are you? Doing well. How are you, Tom? Good, good. Ready to go. Ready to go. Lots to do today. We're going to talk some Baylor football. We're going to talk some Big 12 football uh, we're going to get into some Cowboys football today. So we got some basketball to touch base on. So we got some stuff to get to as uh, we get rolling. By the way, just a thought, uh, and I want to get some opinions on our CNC Collision Center text line. We did, and I, we're not going to give you the numbers. I, I just want, I, I, I want a, I want a decision made off of your perception. Okay. Would you trade today, straight up, head for head, Kirk Cousins for Dak Prescott? They're playing each other Sunday in Minneapolis. Would you trade Dak Prescott, even Steven, to the Minnesota Vikings in exchange for Kirk Cousins? I don't. Gosh. <laughs> I don't think that one. I don't think they're the. They're, I don't know the numbers, and I haven't seen them. So, no, I, and I'm, we're not telling you. I, I don't. I don't think that that's much of a anything but a lateral move. You know what? That's pretty damn good, Ward Whites, because that's exactly what. When you start looking at the numbers uh, this season, you start looking at the numbers from a career standpoint. They're pretty much the same dude. Mm-hmm. They're pretty much. I'm impressed. I had this perception that Kirk Cousins had better numbers than yeah. Dak Prescott. He does not. He's got four more years in the in the league, but he doesn't. That's pretty impressive. <laughs> I I just knew you had Dak Prescott on an American Airlines flight to to Minneapolis in about twenty minutes. I just no. boy, that just you disappoint me. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> but so with that in mind, why is one six and three and the other one eight and one and one's got a great defense? The greatest defense ever assembled since the doomsday defense. Well, now tap the brakes there. <laughs> uh, I you know, part of it has to do with you know, who they're playing, and the other part of it has to do with the surrounding cast. Dak Prescott, you can say what you want, but he doesn't he doesn't have in my opinion, a true number one wide receiver. Then where's OBJ? I don't know. Where is he? I don't know. Been talking about it for two weeks. And I don't know that that he's a number one at this stage in his career. The stage in his career. Coming but, off the injury. But he's certainly 
he makes you have to account for him, which makes everybody in that room better. Fair. That's fair. Okay. Uh, but so you're saying no, you would not trade. No, it's just a lateral move. I don't I don't know what you benefit out of it. All right. I'm just curious what others think. Two five four six six two sixteen sixty. That's the CNC Collision Center text line. That's also the number. If there's something that you think we need to talk about, just jump in with us. Uh, we'll, we'll do our very best. We try to get to all of them at some point during the show. And we, I think we do a pretty good job getting to, to most, if not all of them. Uh, so if you want to, if there's something on your mind, uh, then uh, you can, and again, if you disagree with us, heck, we want to know that too. It's, it's, it's an opinion show. This is, this is your opinion. It's our opinion. And we're, we're, we're not saying we're right. We're just saying we got an opinion. We happen to have a microphone. You've got a voice on the CNC Collision Center text line. Also, also, uh, if you happen to miss something on the program, you can go to CentexSportsFan.com. We've got all of the uh, all the shows up in a streaming podcast, so that's pretty cool. You can check out Matt Mosley in the afternoons. Uh, the voice of the Bears, John Morris, every day, 3 o'clock, right here on ESPN Central Texas. So, you can get uh, you can get what's going on with JMO at three every day by by four oh one. It's it's a podcast. I mean, it's amazing how quickly these things uh, these things are put together and and available for you. So there you go. All right, uh, let's see what else is going on. Let's oh we, let's let's begin with women's basketball. Baylor won last night. Did not play particularly well. Shot thirty two percent. Beat SMU fifty eight fifty five. I think the big story is going to be Asia Blackwell. She went down late in the first quarter with an apparent knee injury and uh, just don't know yet what the status of that injury is. She has been, you know, she's been played well. Uh, So uh, we'll have to keep an eye on that and see what her status is uh, moving forward. But she did not return to the game last night. And Baylor. Found a way to win, 58-55. Sarah Andrews led the uh, Bears in scoring with 13 points. 21st time, by the way, that Sarah Andrews has been into double figures. So that, uh, that's, a, that's a good note for the Bears, but uh, they moved to 3-0. They got Maryland coming to town on Sunday, by the way. Uh, so that, and by the way, that game will be over on our sister station, 104.9 FM. We will have men's basketball here. We got a lot of moving parts on Sunday. Men's basketball will be here on ESPN. We don't know the game time because it's going to be predicated on the result of Friday night. So we'll have basketball Friday night here. And if the Bears beat Virginia, then I believe they play a four. And if they don't, then they're going to play the early game. So we'll have women's back. We'll have either... We'll have the men's game on Sunday right here on ESPN. We'll have women's basketball on 104.9 FM. And then we will have um, Cowboy football down the hall on Fox Sports Central Texas. So keep that in mind. All right. Uh, so that's what that's what we'll have on Sunday. So uh, hopefully hopefully she will be back in the lineup on Sunday. But we will, uh, as soon as we find out something, we will let you know on that. Uh, 21st ranked McLennan basketball team. Uh, picked up a uh, win last night. They beat Blinn. The uh, Highlanders went on the road and uh, came away with a 67-59 win over the Buccaneers. So uh, Kevin Gill's team doing quite well. 
as uh, they pick up the win, 67-59. Highlanders will play in in the Kilgore Classic this weekend, facing Tyler at 4 o'clock Friday, and then Kilgore at 4 o'clock on Saturday. So uh, they got some uh, basketball over in Kilgore coming your way for the uh, for the Highlanders. All right, uh, 7.08, eight minutes after 7. Here's what we have for you on the program today. Scott Wright from the Oklahoman will be here. I want to talk about Bedlam with Scott. Uh, Oklahoma, we know, is struggling. Oklahoma State has hit a, a bump of the road. They're going to wrap this series up, at least for the time being, when Oklahoma makes the move over to the SEC, is the excitement level for Bedlam the same in the state of Oklahoma? I would think so. You do? Yeah. I'm just curious. Is, is that energy still there for this game? Uh, so we'll, we'll talk to Scott Wright at 7.30 this morning about that. We'll cover the entire conference like we normally do at 8 o'clock with Josh Neighbors. And uh, then at uh, 8.30... Uh, our visitors from the north, the TCU Horn Frogs, coming to town, and uh, we'll talk to Stephen Simcox. He's got to be, he's got to be smiling from ear to ear, doesn't he? That his frogs are ten and zero, number four in the country. And if the season ended today, which it doesn't, but if the season ended today, they would be in the playoffs. How about that? So we'll get into that with uh, Stephen, and we'll talk about uh, Big 12 football and whatever else we can get into. That'll be coming your way at 8.30. So we got a lot going on here this morning. We're glad you're with us. And again, the uh, CNC Collision Center text line is 254-662-1660. And uh, we, uh, we're glad you're with us on this uh, Wednesday morning. This is Game Time, your first word in sports on ESPN Central Texas, your flagship station for Baylor Athletics. Baylor football on your flagship station for Baylor Athletics, ESPN Central Texas. The Baylor Bears play host to the TCU Horn Frogs in the final home game of the season. Our coverage of Baylor football begins Saturday morning at 7 a.m. with Game Day Live, presented by the Office of Baylor Alumni. We'll have interviews and a preview of the game. So don't miss Game Day Live, presented by the Office of Baylor Alumni, Saturday morning at 7 a.m. on ESPN Central Texas. Don't miss out on the Fiesta Mexalicious specials going on now at La Fiesta in Waco. From Fiesta fried ribs tossed in honey chipotle barbecue sauce drizzled with chipotle mayo to the all-new Lotes Esquite jalapeno roasted corn. Plus our other new Berea menu. Exquisite savory dishes full of culture and tradition like the all-new Berea enchiladas. And don't forget about their all-new fried ice cream topped with chocolate caramel sauce. La Fiesta, Waco's original Tex-Mex since 1963. Located on Franklin Avenue in Waco. Okay, so what's the most important part about your house? Nope, it's not that bar or even the man cave. Think about it. The most important thing is your roof. It has to withstand all that Mother Nature can throw your way. So it makes sense to have the best. McAdams & Sons Roofing is your first choice when it comes to protecting your valuable asset. Experienced professionals using only the best materials. So for new construction, re-roofs, repairs, or remodels for composition and metal roofs, think McAdams & Sons Roofing first. And now McAdams & Sons Roofing are installing seamless gutters. They're insured and an A-plus rating on the BBB. McAdams & Sons Roofing will come out, take a look at your roof, and handle all the insurance process for you. Don't let any fly-by-night company look at your roof. Let a real professional you trust do the work for you. Put McAdams & Sons over 40 years of experience to go to work for you all over Central Texas. 
Check them out online at mcadamsroofing.com or give them a call at 254-799-2949 because you don't want a kid with your house's lid. Have you ever been stranded on the side of the road? The next time it happens, call Big Boys Record Service to get you and your ride where you need to be. You can count on Big Boys Record Service to help you with roadside assistance, such as when your vehicle won't start, you've locked yourself out of your vehicle, or when you're stuck in the mud. No job is too big or too small. They do it all. Family owned and operated since 1984. Big Boys Record Service. Call 254-662-3031. And remember, slow down or move over. Your first word in sports. Game time. Weekdays 7 to 9 on ESPN Central Texas. Tractor Supply Distribution Center in Waco is hiring team members for all shifts. Weekday, weekend, and overnight shifts available. Starting wages up to $20 an hour. Benefits after 30 days. Competitive and on-demand pay. 401k matches. Bonus potential. Tuition reimbursement. Tractor Supply Store discounts and much more. Tractor Supply Distribution Center in Waco is located at 2801 Corporation Parkway. Apply online at tractorsupply.jobs. That's tractorsupply.jobs. Or you can even text Tractor DC to 25000. TFNB Your Bank for Life is the official local bank of Baylor Athletics. Find out why more Central Texans are making TFNB their bank for life. Sign up for our Edge Checking and Savings accounts to earn interest or cash back. With five convenient locations and an award-winning mobile app, banking has never been easier. TFNB, your bank for life. Member FDIC. Hopkins Oil Company is proud of the students, faculty, staff, and administration of Crawford Independent School District and wishes the Pirates and Lady Pirates all the best on the field, court, or diamond. Established in 1962, Hopkins Oil Company of Crawford is the oldest running wholesale fuel and lubricant district in Central Texas. Locally owned and operated by Jeff and Molly Bays and open 24-7, Hopkins Oil Company has a proud tradition of quality products and outstanding customer service. If you'd like to learn more about Hopkins Oil Company, call Brad Cox at 254-486-0123. Are you frustrated with rising cost of eating out? Uncle Dan's Barbecue and Rib House comes to the rescue. Meat Eater Monday. One meat with two sides for only $8.95. This special with beef or ribs is $9.45. Tater Tuesday. Buy a Texas tater at regular price and get the second for half price. Pork loin Wednesday. A pork loin plate for just $7.69. Try their new porky pig tater with succulent pulled pork and save $3 off your order. Texas size value. Available every day from Waco's number one barbecue. Uncle Dan's Barbecue in Hewitt and in Waco. Game time is brought to you by Alan Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram, your friend in the car business. It is seven fourteen. Welcome back into the program. This is game time, coffee drinking time here on a. Wednesday morning, or in the case of you guys, I mean, you guys, you do the energy drink, don't you, Ward? I mean, you... Mm, I drink coffee early in the morning. Oh, do you? Before you get here? Mm-hmm. Okay. I got to have it while we're rolling. What do you? What do you, What is your beverage of, of choice in the morning? Water. Water. All right. And there's nothing wrong with water. Water's good. Mm-hmm. But I got to have, I got to have a little, uh, little go-go juice from the coffee. So, anyway. Just, I'm sure everybody wanted to know what we do in the mornings <laughs> in this studio. Uh, all right, uh, the Bears and the uh, TCU Horn Frogs, and uh, that's coming up on uh, Saturday morning, 11 a.m. for the kick. Our broadcast will begin with breakfast with the Bears at 7 a.m. Wow, it's early. 
But you know what? You get up, and instead of watching Bugs and the Roadrunner, you can just turn the radio on, and we'll have the <laughs> – where did that come from? I don't know. <laughs> I don't either. We'll, we'll, have, uh, we'll have coverage of the Bears and TCU starting at 7 a.m. And, uh, of course, Fox is up. Big noon kickoff will be here on Saturday as well. So that, that'll be exciting stuff. Ward, how good is this team? And I know that you, you follow this TCU team. How good is this TCU team? Very good. This is a very good football team. Isn't that amazing how quickly they assembled this football team? They assembled the staff. They assembled this football team and put together a club that can just go. And, and again, I said it earlier in the week, and I'll stick to it. I don't – when you just – when you're looking to define this team, just win. I mean, they just find ways mm-hmm. to win football games. I mean, it may not be a Picasso, but by golly, at the end of the day, they have a W over on the left side of the of the ledger. And that's, that's all that matters. Yeah. That's absolutely all that matters. And they have finally started to get the uh, the attention and the respect of the nation. I mean, everybody said, ah, you know, it's coming, it's coming. And maybe it is coming. Maybe it's coming this Saturday. Maybe the Bears... Maybe the Bears get it done on Saturday mm-hmm. and hand them that first loss. Who knows? I mean, it's – look, what's the old saying where there's a great challenge, there's a great reward? I, I will be – no matter what the score is, I will be interested to see how the Bears respond coming off a 31-3 to home shellacking. Mm-hmm. That's – that's. I mean, I and I don't know. I, I think the season teeters for the Bears right now. In, in what it could regard? Go either, well, it could go either way. I mean, they could go out and – and not respond off that, mm-hmm. and you know things start slipping a little bit. Now, look, it's not it's not the season that they wanted, but it's not an all loss season. Let's let's be honest. I mean, they're bowl eligible, so but you know if they can come in and and knock TCU off, I mean, you know you you make strides going to the end of the season, going into your bowl game, and if you can you know win out the rest of this season. You know, and I think if 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 you knock TCU off, you have a good shot at doing that. Well, that that vaults you into a really good off season. And I was thinking about it the other day, and we 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 kind of got started talking about it. It was a twelve win season last year, mm-hmm. best in school history. But you know, and that's not coming every year. No, it's not. And what I mean by teetering, it you've seen teams before go on a slide right. at the end of the year. Right, they just can't get their their footing. Can't get out of their way. Can't get out of their own way. They're not a bad football team. They just go on that slide, and, you know, sometimes you just, you know, you you can't do anything to prevent grabbing hold and and getting back up on your feet. Find a way to win this one. Knock off the number four team in the country at Mm -hmm. your place. Find a way to win this one. Get one on the road at Texas. Go into a bowl game. Get it. Done. If you end the year at nine and four, how do you how do you view the season going into the off season? I think it's it it's a a huge momentum build going into the off season. It's a good year. It's not a great year. There's not many greats. You you can't describe many. You know, no. everybody has one goal, and that's to get to the championship. Only two teams are going to do it. Mm-hmm. Only two are going to do it. And if you don't, you're disappointed, but you could still have a good year. And and a good a win over the number four team in the country and a bowl win and a three-game winning streak to end the season, 
that's a good year and a great way, as you pointed out, to go into your offseason with some momentum. Yeah. So there's still a ton to play for. Oh, there's no doubt. It's not like, hey, let's get through these last two and then go to our bowl game and have a vacation. There's a ton to play for. Uh, Sonny Dykes held his press conference, and I was, and I know that you, you're not ever you're, you're going to say good things about your opponent. But I was interested. Listen to, to Sonny Dykes, and then let's talk about it. They're really good football team. I mean, they're very similar to us. I think in a lot of ways, kind of in their in the way that they're built. You know, as I said earlier, really good on on both fronts. Big, you know, on, on both line of scrimmage. A lot of speed. A lot of guys who can make plays. They've done a really nice job of playing complementary football. They want to run the ball. They want to not turn it over. They want to play good defense and be sound on special teams, which is a great formula to win football games. So I think we're very similar. Uh, in our makeup and yeah but i mean they're a very very talented good football team one of the better teams we played this year similar to us he said twice and one of the better football teams that we played this year you can't say that every week you can't go to the podium and say that every week that's one of the better teams we played You, you don't throw that around so he has a lot of respect for this staff and this team and i think he's right that you know we talked about it off the air the other day this is a good football team. Now, why it roller coasters in its performance, I don't know. I mean, I, I really don't know why why it kind of goes up and down. It's it's beyond me, but uh do you anticipate a good football game Saturday? Oh, I do. Yeah. I do too. But you don't know. <laughs> That's the crazy part. You have no clue. You you certainly hope that they respond. Coming off the the thirty one three loss to Kansas State, and I got to thinking about Shehan Jayaraja, who's with us normally on Tuesdays, and he was this week as well. You know, you go back to June and July, and all he talked about was just how good Kansas State was. And he's right; Kansas State's a heck of a good football team. Right now, it's TCU and Kansas State on that collision course for AT and T, isn't it? Yes, and that's going to be an interesting football game. And I know first things first, you got to take care of these last two, or you got to play them anyway. But uh, TCU's already got a date to AT&T, and Kansas State's trying to find their way there, and they're on target right now. So uh, that that will be an interesting football game. But I, I am curious to see how the Bears respond on Saturday when they take on TCU. And again, our coverage will begin at 7 a.m. with the uh, with game day live. Then we'll have... Um, the uh, Baylor Alumni Tailgate Show at uh, at nine o'clock with Derek and and Brooke and and John, and then uh, eleven o'clock it's John, JJ, and Ricky with the call of the game right here, all right here on ESPN Central Texas. Then then Derek's got the post game show after the game. So lots uh, lots to do. That's uh, all coming up on Saturday, and we look forward to it. W- would you be shocked if it's not Kansas State? Yeah, the way they're playing. Well, and who they have left. And who they have left. West Virginia and Kansas. Kansas. Yeah. I mean, I I think those are two W's for them. And you know what? Say what you want to, but I think it'll be interesting to see how Kansas responds. That's the Sunflower game. I mean, that's that in-state robbery, and you know how crazy those robbery games can get. Where's that one being played? We'll have to look at that. I don't even know. That one is at Kansas State. It's in Manhattan. Mm -hmm. So, uh and, and they go. Does Kansas State go to Morgantown? Yeah, this Saturday. Interesting. But you know, it's which ga- is a W. It's games that they should win. It's games that they should win. 
and then that gets their ticket punched to uh, to AT&T Stadium for a rematch with TCU. And remember, that was a game that Kansas State had TCU on the ropes in Fort Worth. So I think that will be a very, very interesting football game if indeed it is Kansas State and TCU. Uh, 7-24, this is game time here on ESPN Central Texas. We're glad you're along. Uh, we are going to talk. We're going to kind of switch gears. We're going to talk some college football. We're going to talk some Big 12 football. We're going to dive into this Bedlam thing coming up on Saturday. Scott Wright from the Oklahoman will join us. We'll do that next right here on ESPN Central Texas. Hey, everyone. With today's Cowboys report, I'm Christy Scales. Sunday in Minnesota against the red-hot Vikings passing attack, a Cowboy rookie cornerback will be in the crosshairs. We'll tell you about Deron Bland after this. What does it mean to be a part of Cowboys Nation? At Reliant, it means powering the home of the Dallas Cowboys and homes of Cowboys fans across Texas and helping out when needed most. As an electricity provider, it's our commitment to every customer and their family, and it's as strong as our Texas roots. It's our promise today and for generations to come. Reliant, proud to be the official energy provider of the Dallas Cowboys. PUCT number 10007. Todd thought it would be secure to jog in the cheetah's savannah. Todd believed the big cat repellent he bought online was reliable. And now Todd is trying to be faster than this cheetah that can run 80 miles per hour. But the good news is Todd has AT&T 5G that is fast, reliable, and secure. And he learned the best thing to do is stop running and toss her the backpack with the beef stew. AT&T 5G. Fast, reliable, secure. It's not complicated. 5G requires compatible plan and device. 5G may not be available in your area. See att.com slash 5G for you for details. The Cowboys are on the practice field this afternoon installing the game plan for Sunday's road game at the 8-1 Vikings, who feature arguably the best receiver in the NFL, Justin Jefferson. Meanwhile, the Cowboys are shorthanded at cornerback. Rookie Deron Bland has been filling in for Jordan Lewis in the slot. Even though Bland gave up the game-winning score in Green Bay, veteran safety Malik Hooker says he has faith in the rookie. You know, a lot of those passes that was caught on Bland is just great ball. I mean, plays is going to happen, man. That's, that's the NFL. You know, everybody gets paid to be a star out there so so i'm confident that he's going to bounce back from whatever anybody feels is a bad game for him but man bland's a ball player he's going to bounce back from that so i'm not too worried about that right now with today's cowboys report i'm christy scales cowboy report brought to you by richard carr buick gmc cadillac cars and trunks are arriving weekly highway six at the imperial exit in waco and at richardcar.com Okay, so what's the most important part about your house? No, it's not that bar or even the man cave. Think about it. The most important thing is your roof. It has to withstand all that Mother Nature can throw your way. So it makes sense to have the best. McAdams & Sons Roofing is your first choice when it comes to protecting your valuable asset. Experienced professionals using only the best materials. So for new construction, re-roofs, repairs, or remodels for composition and metal roofs, think McAdams & Sons Roofing first. And now McAdams & Sons Roofing are installing seamless gutters. They're insured and an A-plus rating on the BBB. McAdams & Sons Roofing will come out, take a look at your roof, and handle all the insurance process for you. Don't let any fly-by-night company look at your roof. Let a real professional you trust do the work for you. Put McAdams & Sons over 40 years of experience to go to work for you all over Central Texas. Check them out online at mcadamsroofing.com or give them a call at 254-799-2949 because you don't want a kid with your house's lid. The source for Baylor athletic news and information, ESPN Central Texas. 
When you do whatever it takes to get the job done, they say you're on it. At ASCO Equipment, they work hard to get the job done and get it done right. They partnered with Doosan Forklifts because they get the job done too. Doosan builds cushion, electric, and pneumatic forklifts you buy and rent at ASCO Equipment. And they service and support it. Quality forklifts that get the job done. ASCO Equipment, they're on it, whatever it is. At Metro by T-Mobile, you can save more now that you need it the most. Get one line of unlimited 5G for just $40, period. Taxes and fees included. That's the lowest price in prepaid. Plus, choose from the largest selection of free 5G phones from brands you love, like Samsung. Switch now and save more, only at Metro. If congested, the fraction of users greater than 35 gigabytes per month may notice reduced speeds, and Metro customers may notice reduced speeds versus T-Mobile due to prioritization. Video streams and SD requires eligible port in. See store for details. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Lark Smith with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Update, brought to you by ASCO Equipment in Belton, off I-35. On it with Case Construction Equipment, whatever the job is. Sarah Andrews scored 13 points to lead the Baylor women to a 58-55 win over SMU. They are now 3-0 and host Maryland at the Farrell Center Sunday afternoon. The MCC High Lassies beat Panola 73-50 with Nene Beverly leading the way with 22 points. The Highlanders, meanwhile, won on the road at Blinn 67-59. In the NBA last night, the Mavericks won at home over the Clippers 103-101 and the Spurs lost on the road at Portland 114-110. Rangers pitcher Martin Perez accepted a qualifying offer to stay with the club next season. And Buck Showalter has been named the National League Manager of the Year. Terry Francona, the American League Manager of the Year. Sports Center, every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. Now, back to the Alan Samuel Studios. All right, 729, welcome back into the program. This is game time here on ESPN Central Texas. We are presented by Alan Samuels, Dodge Chrysler, Jeep, Ram, Fiat, your friend in the car business. Uh, Coming up this Saturday, it is Oklahoma and Oklahoma State. Let's talk a little bit about it as we say good morning to Scott Wright from the Oklahoma. Scott, good morning. We appreciate your time. Uh, Let's begin with Spencer Sanders. I I know that he, uh, he played last Saturday against Iowa State and 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 played pretty well. He was not a thirteen in the game. Is he a hundred percent? No, definitely not a hundred percent. He hasn't practiced in weeks. Um, you know, it's unclear whether they're 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 keeping wraps on it this week uh, as far as how much he's practicing. Uh, but no, he had not practiced at all uh, the last two weeks for sure because he, he sat out the Kansas game the week before. Was not expecting to play on Saturday against Iowa State. And they got into a situation where they they decided they needed to to try to uh, infuse a little bit of energy into the offense, and and he came in and did that. Uh, no, definitely not 100. percent That throwing shoulder is 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 still uh, a pain issue for him, and it's uh, it's just a, a pain management thing right now. But uh, it's it's slow to recover, and and uh, no, it's a long long way of saying no. He's not 100. <laughs> percent Gut feeling: Does he get the start this week? I, I certainly expect that. I think that was. Uh, I think they went into the Iowa State game uh, with the hope of holding him out and getting him ready for Bedlam this week. And obviously, it didn't quite work out that way. Uh, but he only came in and played a little over a quarter. So uh, you know, we asked Sanders after the game, and and he was uh, absolutely certain that he'll start. And we'll see how the coaches feel about that. But um, my gunny tended to uh, to to lean toward 
trusting his player in uh, in in when we spoke to him on Monday. So uh, yes, I would expect him to start in Bedlam. Scott, uh, Oklahoma obviously struggling this year under Venables. Uh, a bump of the road for Oklahoma State. A couple of losses there. Uh, OU's checking out in a couple of years, headed to uh, the SEC. Is the is the buzz, is the energy level for Bedlam the, the same this year? I mean, is the excitement level with the fan base for both programs, for that matter, is it still the same? Uh, yes, it is, and and it's uh, it's added this uh, this weird level of animosity because of uh, you know there's been so much discussion about why Bedlam is ending. You know, whose fault is it? Sort mm-hmm. of. Uh, pointing fingers from both sides. So, um, you know, this, uh, it's very possible. This is the last one in Norman for, uh, uh, you know, for a, a long period of time and maybe ever, who knows? So, um, you know, there is, uh, there's, there's all the usual hate. And then there's this extra thing because of, of, OU leaving and, and the series coming to an end, at least for a while. And, and all of that. So um, it's it's certainly amped up. And, uh, you know, Oklahoma State has a lot of in-state guys on uh, on their roster uh, that, that grew up watching this uh, this rivalry. And so it still uh, still matters a lot. With Oklahoma struggling as they are right now, does that make the excitement level even higher for the Cowboy fans? Uh, yeah, it, it absolutely does. You look at Mike Gundy's uh, history, of uh, of the Bedlam rivalry overall and the Bedlam rivalry in Norman, he has, he has not been great. You know, obviously they're coming off a win last year in Stillwater. Uh, the last time they won in Norman was 2014, and that was kind of a fluke. That was an upset year uh, when Tyreek Hill had this uh, had this crazy punt return to to win the game for them uh, at the end of at the end of that season. So, um, you know, it was uh, it's it's been. Uh, so difficult for them to to go beat the Sooners and to have them in a season when they're reeling on their home field to try to go down there into Owen Field and and win a game is a uh, is an exciting situation for for Oklahoma State folks. Scott, you've covered this robbery. I mean, is it is it one of those where you know you, you like they say uh, throw out the records, uh, anything can anything goes, anything can happen, or does this robbery kind of hold serve based on who's having the better year and and what team's playing better football? It usually tends to uh, to hold serve. Now there are uh, some years where it gets it gets to be closer than you than you might expect. Or there was there was the year like with the, the Tyree Kill punt return uh, that I mentioned in fourteen that um, OSU seemed to have no business winning. Uh, but uh, you know, typically uh, it has uh, it has held the way that uh, that, that you expect it to go. Um, but uh, at the at the same time, there have been some really big upsets in this uh, in this series. You know, it's uh, it, it's kind of odd. To, it feels odd. I haven't looked at the uh, at the spread since yesterday afternoon, but o- OU was favored by seven and a half points the last time I looked, which <laughs> feels really strange to me considering the way that things have gone for uh, for the Sooners this season. Can Oklahoma State beat OU without a healthy Spencer Sanders? Without him being fully healthy, I still think they can. Without him on the field at all, I don't. I don't. I don't think that they can score enough. Uh, we'll we'll see. Uh, we'll see how that goes. But uh, yes, if if he's seventy five percent, I think that he does enough. Uh, just his comfort level in the offense. Uh, that was the thing. If you go back and watch what he did, uh, you know, right as soon as he took over, uh, you know, he was eight of eight of nine starting out. 
in that game on Saturday. He hadn't thrown a ball before he went in the game. He did not take part in pregame warmups. Uh, he he didn't have so when they decided he was going to go in the game, uh, they uh, Gunner Gunny had just thrown an interception. They make the decision on the sidelines he's going to come in and play, and OSU immediately got an interception on defense. He didn't even throw a ball on the sidelines before wow. he went in. The first first throw he had thrown all day was an eight yard completion uh, on second down. So, um, so his comfort level in this offense makes such a huge difference because uh, of his experience. Uh, obviously, his running ability. You don't want to run him a ton because you got to protect that shoulder, but uh, you also don't want to take it out of his game. So. Uh, there's uh, there's a lot to be said for what he brings to the table, even if he's not 100%. I, I was going to ask, how much will they rely or look to the running game in this game when Spencer Sanders is in there to, to kind of hide or protect or however you want to put it, you know, the, the injured shoulder? How much will they run the football against OU? Well, they're going to they're gonna try. The problem is they just haven't had a lot of success doing it, uh, especially here lately. Um, you know, Dominic Richardson, their uh, their number one running back, is is not fully healthy. Uh, he's had uh, you go back and look at the uh, the first quarter of the last two games, and he's he's played really well. Uh, you know, nine ten carries for for forty to fifty yards in both games, and and then the run game has faded, and his involvement in the run game has faded. So, um, you know, they're uh, they're really struggling to run the ball this season in general. And, um, you know, they need that element to, uh, to help protect Sanders and to make things easier for him to, to find open receivers. So uh, they're definitely going to try and, uh, you know, they, they will run Sanders some. They're not, uh, not going to take that completely out of, uh, out of his game because that's part of what makes him special. What do the Cowboys have to do to this OU offense to keep them limited on Saturday? You know the uh, the the big frightening thing for the OSU defense in this game is that Eric Gray is playing really well at running back for OU lately. He had over 200 against uh, West Virginia. Obviously, uh, obviously he can't do it all. They still went down and lost that game. But um, you know they, uh, but Oklahoma State has given up some big games to uh, uh, to, to guys like Bijan Robinson, uh, Deuce Vaughn. Uh, the Devin Neal at Kansas almost forgot the guy's name, but um, you know, and and so they've had guys who have have gone for big numbers against them in the run game, and so that's a uh, that's a frightening element because if you can't stop the run, uh, then you give Dylan Gabriel a chance to uh, to maybe hit some easy passes, things can uh, can steamroll you a little bit. So they've got to stop Eric Gray in the run game as best they can. They, they're coming off a really good game against the run, but Iowa State's not. Uh, not as strong offensively or especially in the run game as most of the teams in the Big 12 right now. So that's a, that's a frightening aspect. We're visiting with Scott Wright from the Oklahoman. Scott, what do you make of this conference? To me, this has been a, a, a fun year, uh, interesting league. I mean, in the all the different twists and turns from TCU being – number four in the country to Kansas being right in the mix and, and, and playing well. And your preseason favorite uh, Baylor uh, in the middle of the pack. I mean, it has been an unbelievably unpredictable year. It has. It's uh, it makes for a lot of fun every Saturday. I've, I've really enjoyed this season. And, um, you know, I was, uh, I was, I was writing a thing for today's paper about OSU's, uh, the different scenarios, you know, mathematically they're not eliminated from from making it to Arlington's Big 12 championship game. And so I was writing about the different scenarios, and 
you know, there's uh, there's potential for like, like I think it was a, either a five or a six way tie at five and four. I mean, obviously there's a lot of things have to happen for that to uh, uh, to occur. You know, Kansas State would have to lose to both West Virginia and Kansas the next two weeks for that to happen. But uh, the the middle of this league is is just uh, is so competitive with each other that it's uh, it has made for an incredibly fun year. How big a recruiting tool is Bedlam for both of these universities? It's 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 really big, uh, not only for in-state kids, uh, but there are kids in Texas that they're that they're both going head to head on, um, you know, and obviously other teams in the mix as well. But uh, you know, when you know, when the kids come north of the Red River, you want them to think of your school first. So uh, it's it's still a really big. Uh, piece of of the recruiting puzzle, uh, like I said, especially in state kids, because Oklahoma State has uh, has really um, strengthened its efforts on the guys locally that that they're going after, uh, and they've been able to uh, to land some guys that have made a really quick impact uh, that are that are local guys. So it's been uh, it, it remains a really important piece of uh, of everything because Oklahoma State has established themselves as a, a team that can come in and compete with programs like OU now. Get you to uh, look into your crystal ball. Does does TCU get into the playoffs? You know, I I I, I feel like they do. I, I it's it, it's been hard to uh, it's been hard to fully buy into this team because you look at them and um, you know there's there's not a lot of flash. Uh, there's some, but not a lot. Uh, but they just keep winning, and I, I feel like they're gonna they're gonna keep that going. I think, um, you know, I, I think back to like uh, Oklahoma in 2000. Um, you know, a team that kind of came out of nowhere and, and went and won a national title. Um, you know, they were uh, uh, they were sort of similar. They were they were maybe a little more flashy earlier in that season, but down the stretch, they were gutting out wins and and doing tough things. So, uh, but. I I just I feel like this team is going to uh, get done what it needs to get done to get to the playoff. Now, how things go when they get there, uh, that you know that could be a, a little bit of a scary scenario. But I think they find a way to get in. All right, you mentioned an article uh, for uh, for the Oklahoman. Uh, talk about some of the other things you're working on. Uh, yeah, I've got um, you know this is kind of down in, in in you guys area, not quite all the way down to uh, to Waco, but. Um, Frisco Lone Star uh, is a, a high school program that produced uh, Garrett Rangel, uh, who is a backup quarterback, made a start at Kansas a couple of weeks ago for, for OSU. And uh, Jaden Nixon, who is there, uh, could be the starting running back this week for, for OSU. And then Marvin Mims on the, uh, on the OU side has been uh, one of their best receivers the last couple of years. Uh, they both came from uh, from that program, and so uh, kind of dove into uh, uh, their their bedlam connections and and talked to uh, talked to those those players and their coaches, and um, you know exploring the, uh, the 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 big bedlam impact uh, down in Frisco. So uh, got some uh, got some fun stuff uh, to go with with that, and and my coworker Jacob Unruh got a big story on on Dominic Richardson uh, coming out and and some of his personal bedlam ties. He had an uncle that played for OU and was really good back in the 90s. So I uh, got some fun stuff like that coming up this week. Perfect. Hey, Scott, thanks. We appreciate your time as always. Absolutely. Thank you, guys. Have a great day. That is uh, Scott Wright from the Oklahoma. And, and okay, so it, it, it doesn't feel I, – I just don't sense that energy like we, we've always – but they, 
again, it's the rivalry game in in that state, and so he says, "Yeah, it's it's buzzing. They're ready to roll." And uh, it so it's going to be an interesting interesting day for Oklahoma and Oklahoma State. It's always a, a a big game for that state, and you know it's it's going to continue to be that. I mean, think about what we've talked about and what's should be coming up next week. Mm-hmm. We should be watching. And no offense to anybody else, but we should be watching Texas A&M in Texas on Thanksgiving night. Should be. We should be. And we still want that that game because of, you know, that's that's was just such a great atmosphere and a great game. And, and that's no what matter you what, did. I mean, and that's what you did. I mean, and so when that game up there disappears, it'll be the same thing. 20 years later, they'll be saying, why are these two teams not playing each other? What is going on? And number one, it's ridiculous. No, I mean, it's absolutely you silly. Don't talk about scheduling and all that stuff. Uh, I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear it. If you want to play, you'll play. Yeah, and that's the same thing with Texas and Texas A&M. I, I, I don't want to hear. They didn't want to play. Yeah, well, yeah. And now they're going to have to. <laughs> uh, all right, uh, 744. We're 16 away from 8. This is game time here on ESPN Central Texas, your flagship station for Baylor Athletics, the Bears, and the uh, – the uh, TCU Horn Frogs coming up on Saturday. We begin our coverage at 7 a.m. Let's continue talking a little college football. We will talk about the college football playoff, and we'll do it next right here on ESPN Central Texas. Nikki Collin and Baylor Women's Basketball on 104.9 FM. 17th-ranked Baylor hosts number 19 Maryland Sunday afternoon in the Farrell Center. 1.30 for the countdown to tip-off. 2 p.m. tip-off on 104.9 FM. Follow the 12-time defending Big 12 champions with Sophia Young-Malcolm and the voice of Baylor women's basketball, Derek Smith, on 104.9 FM. Ready to break ground on your next commercial construction project? Founded in 1969, Barnett Contracting is your single source for preparing for your next build. Their services include excavation, utilities, civil engineering, concrete work, paving, and storm drainage. Do business with Central Texas's premier site work contractor, Barnett Contracting, where they strive for successful projects and satisfy clients. Learn more at barnettcontracting.com. TFNB Your Bank for Life is the official local bank of Baylor Athletics. Find out why more Central Texans are making TFNB their bank for life. Sign up for our Edge checking and savings accounts to earn interest or cash back. With five convenient locations and an award-winning mobile app, banking has never been easier. TFNB Your Bank for Life. Member FDIC. hear my voice you're close enough to come see me this month at harley davidson of waco i have an incredible offer for all active duty and retired military personnel with the purchase of any brand new harley davidson model receive one thousand dollars with the free accessories or an in-store one thousand dollar gift card to spend as you choose i'm paying way too much money for trade-ins and i have a huge selection of certified pre-owned harleys as well so come see me this month at harley davidson of waco your leader in high school sports 
ESPN, Central Texas. An agent for 31 years, Joe Wimpy Agency Farmers Insurance has the experience to help you understand your coverage options. Whether it's auto, home, life, or business insurance and retirement planning. And Joe is proud of his longtime connection to Baylor University. His brother Jerry played football for the Bears. Uncle W.J. Wimpy was a Baylor chaplain for 50 years, and his son Bo plays baseball there. Call or text Joe Wimpy Agency Farmers Insurance today, 972-771-8051. That's 972-771-8051. Being stuck on the side of the road is stressful, no matter what time it is. Toking of Waco is available for your assistance 24-7 to reduce that stress and keep you safe. Their friendly and professional staff provides heavy and light towing, equipment transportation, unlock service, and roadside assistance. And they're fully certified and licensed. Locally owned and operated, and here when you need them, Toking of Waco. Call 254-666-5484. And remember, slow down or move over. The Backyard Bar Station Grill at 511 South 8th in Waco is proud to support the Mart Panthers on their playoff run in 2022. The Backyard has a great selection of food specials, including buy one appetizers, get one half off on Mondays. Tuesdays, it's $5 nachos or small shed. Wednesdays, get half off barbecue sandwiches. And Thursdays, all you can eat ribs for just $30. On Fridays, until 6 p.m., all you can eat fish for only $15. The Backyard is your home for great entertainment. Check out BackyardWaco.com. That's the Backyard Bar Station Grill, 511. South 8th and Waco, open seven days a week, 11 a.m. to 2 a.m. Your one stop for all farm and ranch supplies is Bar None Country Store. And when it's time to buy feed for all of your animals, they're an official Purina dealer. Bar None Country Store also stocks lawn and garden supplies, outdoor furniture, ag hardware, and Circle E and Tyler candles. Go by and say hello to Paula, Chelsea, and the gang at Bar None Country Store. 7991 North Highway 6 in Spiegelville and at barnoncountrystore.com. Game Time is brought to you by Big Boys Record Service in Robinson and Good Feet in the Central Texas Marketplace. All right, 749. We're 11 away from 8. Coming up in a couple of minutes, John Morris will be here with Today's Baylor Sports Beat program, we'll get to that for you. And uh, then at the top of the hour at 8 o'clock, Josh Neighbors will talk Big 12 and college football with us. So that's what's uh, straight ahead here on this Wednesday edition of the program. All right, last night, college football playoff selection show. What was that, number three? Selection show number three? Mm-hmm. And uh, nothing really changed, did it? Not at the top. What do we got? Georgia at number one, Ohio State two, Michigan three, TCU four. Then you have Tennessee at five, where they were last week. LSU up one at six. Uh, USC up one at seven. Alabama up one at eight. Clemson up one at nine. Utah up three at ten. And Penn State up three at 11. And the biggest drop was Oregon. They dropped six spots down to number 12. Kansas State hangs in there at 15, but that's about it. LSU, they mm-hmm. don't have a chance, do they? Absolutely, they do. With two losses? Yes. Would they take a two-loss LSU team Yes. over an undefeated team? Uh, undefeated, no. A one-loss team? Possibly. Okay, so let's say let's say Ohio State or Michigan has one loss. Somebody's mm-hmm. going to. 
Mm-hmm. And it was a competitive football game. Would you take Ohio State? Could could it stay that way? And maybe Ohio State and Michigan flip spots with TCU. And, and mm-hmm. TCU moved to three. And LSU still be out if LSU runs the table and wins the SEC. Maybe depending on what Tennessee does. Because if LSU runs the table and, and wins, then that means somebody else has a loss in the SEC. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of football to be played over the there last absolutely th- is. The I, next three I, weeks. I, I really think you cannot rule out Tennessee and you cannot rule out LSU. Probably not USC either, but I think the strength of schedule for Tennessee and LSU is going to be more debatable on their side than it is going to be USC. And I know UCLA stubbed their toe last week, but don't be surprised if UCLA beats USC. Don't be surprised. USC is very good on offense. They're not very good on defense. Mm-hmm. Uh, but is anybody going to power past Georgia in the SEC? No. So somebody, you know, whoever is opposite of Georgia in the championship game is going to get mean, a loss. The, the, here's, here's the deal for LSU, though. They've got two um, easy games, I guess is a nice way of saying it. UAB and Texas A&M. But they end with Georgia on December 3rd. Who does? LSU. They they win over UAB, UAB and Texas A&M, right? We pretty much think, unless you know they don't get off the bus. What if they go in there and upset Georgia? Man, that would shake everything up. I mean, that's 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 why they still have a path. So, correct me if I'm wrong. You just said a regular season game is coming down the pike between Georgia and LSU, December third. So, is that the that's, SEC that's championship? The championship game? Yeah. So that's that's for all the marbles. So if they knock them out, so the the SEC championship game is already set then. Mm-hmm. Georgia and LSU. Mm-hmm. So they knock Georgia off on December 3rd in the SEC championship game. If they do, then they're in. I mean, that's, I, your, I would, that's, your, I would think. that's your champion, and I would think your SEC champions, you know. And then I think that still puts Georgia in. Yeah, Georgia still gets in. I think Georgia's in. Georgia's in no matter what they do. I agree. I think their resume right now says that they're in, unless they do something silly over the next two weeks. But Tennessee has South Carolina and Vanderbilt. That's not going to help them that much. But they went out. They're still they're still hanging they're around. They're a conversation piece. Yeah, they're still hanging around. There's no doubt. There's absolutely no doubt. Now, Georgia, they have Kentucky and Georgia Tech. And then, of course, LSU. On December 3rd, the SEC championship game. SEC champion happens to be LSU at 11-2. and two. And we're all sitting here saying that they're in. With oh, I, I think they are. If they knock off Georgia in the SEC championship <sighs> game. Two-loss team. Don't you? I, I really do. But, man, is that going to be a controversial move if you still have – you can't leave an undefeated – well, there's only four undefeateds left. Right, mm-hmm. and and if LSU wins, then then there's only three. So those three, 
wow. If you if you put LSU and Georgia in, if LSU wins the SEC and you put LSU and Georgia in, then an undefeated is going to the bench. Right? Well, Michigan or Ohio State won't well, be undefeated. Well, that's right. That's right. That's right. Yeah. That's exactly right. One of those two will be out, and it's going to be Michigan unless they beat Ohio State. If they beat Ohio State, now what do you do? Because you have a one-loss Ohio State, because that's the only game they're going to possibly lose. And and I don't honestly don't think they lose that one, but it's such a rivalry game that you can't say that without having a little bit of doubt in there. But so Georgia and Ohio State, probably a lock. The two that aren't locked are Michigan and TCU. LSU beats Georgia. I'm afraid it takes one of those spots. I don't know who, but it'll take one of those spots. Michigan beats Ohio State. Michigan's probably in. They're not going to knock Ohio State out. You don't think a one-loss Ohio State goes to the side? I do. Uh -uh. I think the Big Ten gets one team. One team. I, I don't know. I mean... If if TCU loses one of the next two, see ya. They're done. See ya. I, I think I, I agree with that. Mm-hmm. I think for TC, TCU's path TCU, has to be TCU undefeated. undefeated, and LSU beats Georgia. Is it TCU, LSU, Georgia, and either Ohio State or Michigan? It very well could be. The history says that the SEC typically is getting two teams. Mm-hmm. I don't see a Pac-12 team in the mix. I just don't. Uh, and when you start looking, how many SEC teams are in the top seven? Seven. Just the top seven. Well, you have LSU, Tennessee, Georgia. That's it. Alabama sitting at eight, Clemson at nine. Okay. So mathematically, wouldn't you, wouldn't you think that the SEC has the best opportunity to get two teams in? Well, yeah, yeah. Uh, I again, if if LSU knocks off Georgia, which they certainly can, I I think they get a, a two loss team gets in. Wow, I could be wrong. They may just pat them on the back and say, "Hey, congratulations." Here's your ticket to the Sugar Bowl. Mm-mm-mm. Uh, yeah. That that would, uh, you know what? Then it makes that selection show pretty interesting. <laughs> uh, can LSU beat Georgia? Yes. Ooh. Boy, Georgia's really a complete football team. I I think the Tigers are playing pretty well right now. I don't disagree, and they've gotten better as the years gone along. There's no, there's no debating no that. Yeah, no question. There's no debating that. We'll find out. We will find out. Fun conversation, trying to you know figure this out and put all these teams in there. And well, we, we got to get to twelve in a hurry, don't we? That <laughs> takes all of this out of the out of the picture. Uh, at seven fifty eight, John's got today's Baylor sports beat. This is the Baylor sports beat. A daily look inside Baylor Athletics. Here's the voice of the Bears, 
John Morris. Our Money's number check of Baylor Athletics on the midweek Baylor Sports Beat. Coming up, our weekly visit with Athletic Director Mac Rhodes talking Baylor volleyball, men's and women's basketball, and the rivalry football game with TCU. Details straight ahead on today's Baylor Sports Beat. Oh, her first word. Mama. Then, before I knew it. Mom! Soccer practice, art club, driver's ed, dating, graduation, five years of college. Mom, this is Ted. Wedding bells and suddenly. Life fast forwards. Keep up with Texas Farm Bureau insurance and protection that changes with your auto, home, and life needs. It's the right coverage for any moment. Because moments worth covering are never accidents. Get a free review of your current policy. Call 877-FARM-BUREAU. Discounts may vary by situation. Say big during the Black Friday sales event at Allen Samuels in Waco. Celebrating with an incredible lineup of all new 2022 Jeep models like the Grand Cherokee, Grand Cherokee L, Renegade, Gladiator, Wrangler, and the Wrangler 4XE. Jeep SUVs are known for their design and technology. The Grand Cherokee L even brings you extended seating with a third row. If we don't have exactly what you want, we can order it today. Come see what Allen Samuels can offer you and your family and find the Jeep that fits your lifestyle. Come by. Let's be friends. The Baylor Coaches Show, live from Rudy's on the Circle in Waco, tonight at 7 p.m. here on ESPN Central Texas. Join us tonight, beginning at 7, live from Rudy's, and hear from head baseball coach Mitch Thompson and head football coach Dave Aranda. Tune in to the Baylor Coaches Show, live from Rudy's on the Circle in Waco, tonight at 7 p.m. here on the flagship station for Baylor Athletics, ESPN Central Texas. Now doing his part in preparing champions for life. Here's the voice of the Bears. And welcome back today. Our weekly visit with athletic director Mac Rhodes on another busy week in the fall in Baylor athletics. Yeah, that time of year, you mentioned it, man. Pick your pick your choice, right? Yeah. It's uh, it's a choice of volleyball, basketballs, or or uh, or football. But uh, big match tonight. You know, volleyball ranked number uh, number fifteenth uh, versus versus Iowa State at uh, seven p.m. in the. Uh, in the Farrell Center. So, looking forward to that one. Basketball off to a great start and some big games coming up for both the men and the women. Yeah, both. Let's let's start with the women. You know, Sunday at uh, 2 p.m. here in the Farrell Center against number 19, uh, Maryland. And so, uh, need a uh, wild electric environment for them. And uh, so, that, that will be a, a really a big-time matchup and, and looking forward to that. And then, you know, our men are off to, to Las Vegas and, and play uh, – Friday at, at 6 p.m. our time versus uh, number 16, Virginia. And, uh, you know, John, of course, all of us, you know, have the Virginia family in uh, in our prayers and thoughts. And and uh, what a what a tragedy tragedy. And, you know, we just pray for for uh, for them. We pray for the families and uh, just just thinking about them. Yeah. Amen to that. How about Saturday? Baylor TCU. Man, there's a lot wrapped up in that game on Saturday. There is. Obviously, TCU coming in undefeated, ranked number four. Uh, Fox Big Noon kickoff decides to to come back to campus. You know, uh, two years in a row. That that really speaks well to to our to our fans and to our staff and and coaches. And so excited about that. And uh, as you mentioned, you know, a, a rivalry game and, and, a, and a big game for for us as we continue to try to get better. And um, I'm looking forward to it. It uh, will be a big stage and uh, and what a great opportunity for us. 
Thanks, Mac, and that's our time for today. More tomorrow on our next Baylor Sports Beat. From the Allen Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Studios, this is KRZI Waco, K222DC Waco, K265DV Temple, ESPN Central Texas. Let's go around the Big 12 with Josh Neighbors from Locked On Big 12 Podcast on ESPN Central Texas. Hour two of the program. This is game time on ESPN Central Texas, and we are brought to you by Allen Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat your friend in the car business, and we say good morning to Josh Neighbors from the podcast Locked on Big 12. Josh, we were just talking about the college football playoff, the selection show last night, and all that good stuff. Uh, in your in your opinion, is the is the SEC the conference best equipped to get two teams into the tournament? And on the flip side, is there any way an undefeated TCU team does not get in? Yeah, it's, it's an interesting question. Good morning, guys. Nice to talk to you all. Um, the SEC is the best conference equipped to get two teams in. It's because Georgia has been really, really turned it on as of late. I thought their Mississippi State performance was just as good as their Tennessee performance, to be honest. Uh, it just kind of shows you that they're rounding into form at this time of year. It's the right time to be doing it. And Tennessee's schedule what, the rest of the way is pretty easy. They they also, you know, they've been awesome this year. They put themselves in this position, so good for them. But yeah, I mean, I think they're the best position to get two teams in also. I think, you know, for LSU, if LSU were to run the table and and beat Georgia somehow, they can still get two teams in. So it feels like they're in a great spot to get multiple teams in to the college football playoff once again. And then as it comes to TCU, there is no chance an undefeated TCU gets left out. Uh, and with the way things transpired last week in the Pac-12, guys, I, I think I'm actually at a point now where I think TCU could even lose a close game this weekend and still probably get themselves into the NCAA tournament, in, into the college football playoff. So I think because the way things have shaken out, because TCU has been as impressive as they have been, they're now in a spot where we can actually talk about them taking a loss and maybe getting in. Now, I even looked at it. I was checking out ESPN's college football playoff predictor yesterday, and I kind of filled it out saying, all right, what if we got TC with one loss and they're a conference champion? Uh, what, you know, what, what are the chances? It still gives them a 51% chance of getting in if that's the case. So I think because of the way TCU won last week, because their resume is so strong, I think TCU's got a chance where, you know, they they could lose this weekend and still find themselves in the college football playoff. And I'm not worried about an undefeated TCU getting left out at all. Does Texas Tech get bowl eligible at Iowa State this weekend? Yeah, it's one of the more it's one of the more compelling games. Uh, you know, it's it's weird it's down the slate, but it's it's kind of an odd one, right? I mean, I Iowa State, um, you know, their backs are up against the wall. They're going to have to beat Tech and TCU to get themselves into a bowl game. They kind of had that Oklahoma State game until Spencer Sanders came back and, and was Superman. Um, for Tech, you know, it, it looks like that they're going to make they, – they've already made that switch to Tyler Shuck, and it worked out for them last week And what was a weird, fun, and competitive back-and-forth game. But, excuse me, playing that TC uh, – playing that – Iowa State defense is a little bit different than playing that Kansas defense. And I think the line is reflecting the fact that Iowa State is at home. They've got that really strong defense. The big question for Iowa State is, 
can Hunter Deckers keep the offense with the ball? I mean, another, you know, multiple turnover game last week and his mistakes have really started to rack up and kill them in some pretty significant spots. So I, I would say that um, you like the fact Iowa State's at home, but Texas Tech, that defense has been a lot better than it's been in years past. And if they can kind of play to that standard and maybe force a couple more turnovers than they have been this year, they should be in business because Hunter Deckers is just giving them out like Halloween candy right now uh, for Iowa State. We were we were talking earlier with uh, Scott Wright from the Oklahoman about uh, Bedlam, Oklahoma, Oklahoma State, and and Spencer Sanders' availability and just how much he can play. Does does Oklahoma State success in this game ride on how effective and how much Spencer Sanders can play? A hundred percent, guys. We saw it last week, and we when we all talked earlier in the season, I, I told you guys the one thing I liked about. Oklahoma State was how clear their identity was and so much of that identity was wrapped up in who Spencer Sanders has become in just a year he has gone from a veteran quarterback who was managing games and you all saw it we all saw it against Baylor really didn't go well to a guy who was winning them single-handedly winning them football games willing them to victory the success of the football team completely depended on how Sanders was playing on a certain day or even in a certain half, right? We saw that amazing rally against Texas. We saw at him and the offense sputtered late against TCU. That's why they lost that game. We saw him finish things off against the bears of Baylor on the road. That team's identity is so wrapped up in, in Spencer Sanders. We saw it last week. I mean, Oh my God, it was like both sides of the ball kind of came alive once Spencer Sanders was back into the football game and that just shows you how much he means and that's a credit to him how hard he has worked throughout all the years all the crap he's taken in a spot where now guys I'm pretty comfortable saying that he's the most important player in this entire league you look at that team with him and without him there's no, I mean with him they were a top 10 team but it was pretty you know rational rational and reasonable to say that and without him you know, they're a they're a six and six football team, basically, maybe even worse. So he's the most important player in the league. And yeah, that, that game's super interesting for a variety of reasons, but they're gonna need him to play if they want any chance of winning. Texas at Kansas and Kansas got the upset last year. Can Texas go in and hold serve so if they do have an opportunity, Kansas State slips, they can slide into that championship game. This game this game is is so intriguing for a variety of reasons. I think last week, you know, Kansas kind of hit the, re- they're hitting the reset button after they get bowl eligible, right? Uh, you know, this is the one where we'll see if Jalen Daniels can go. Um, if not, Jason Beans and awesome guys, Devin Neal is on an absolute heater for them in the backfield. He has been fantastic so far in the last couple of weeks. He's been dynamite, especially when Daniel Highshaw went out. They need him to be better in the backfield. He is just, risen above and beyond and it looks like KU's got themselves a spectacular running back and we know that they do um and Texas licking their wounds the good news is this is a really bad Kansas well it's better than it has been but this is a pretty bad Kansas defense they they will give it up to you in a variety of ways passing running um you know th- th- their best chance is trying to force some turnovers but look they've got a really you know, un- incompetent quarterback, unconfident quarterback right now 
in in Quinn Ewers coming to town. I mean, guys, his his play is a hundred percent regressed. Last week, TCU invited Quinn Ewers to beat them. Their commitment to stopping the run was so impressive, and they said Quinn Ewers beat us. And look, their coverage was pretty good in the back end for the most part, but. There were a lot of missed throws by Quinn Ewers last week, and he was just not on point. We saw some of that against Iowa State. We saw some of that in the Oklahoma State game as well. We, you know, he was pretty good, I thought, against uh, Kansas State for the most part. Um, but I mean, they're going to have a chance to force some of those turnovers. It's just funny that this game, you know, this game is is kind of to keep Texas's uh, Big Twelve hopes alive. And also, I mean, if they lose this game, they're going to go to six and five, right? So it's kind of a a weird spot for them. Uh, to be in at this point in time, but yeah, I mean, this I, I'm fired up for this game. I and mean, then Lawrence too. I'm sure the crowd's going to be hyped, going to be ready uh, for their bowl eligible Jayhawks to host Texas and a chance to get them once again. Visiting with Josh Neighbors from the uh, podcast Locked On Big Twelve. Uh, Josh, around here, uh, everybody thought that the uh, the Baylor Kansas State game was going to be one of those, you know highly competitive knockdown drag out type football games and in K-State walks away with a 28 point win. Where's this Baylor team right now in your opinion? From you know just looking at at 6 and 4, where do they go from here? Yeah, well, I think I think we have to look at the quarterback spot number one it's the number one thing to look at. Because when we all thought about Blake Shapen becoming the quarterback, it was because he does he gave them a better chance to win than well, at least we thought than Gary Bohannon did because Gary would manage games, he was a good runner, a decent passer, all that kind of stuff. That offense for Baylor has been at its best when they have run the football and really kind of you know neutralized themselves with Blake Shapen. Obviously he was tremendous in the West Virginia game, but um on that winning streak Baylor had, Shapen was not the story at all. It was the way that they were running the football. So I think, you know, with that, like they've got to get Blake Shapen better. I mean, if you are, if you're TCU, you basically run back the game plan from last week, right? You basically say, all right, let's stop the run, let's stop the wide zone. If we do, let's make Blake Shapen beat us, and we will take our chances with our corners in coverage against what is a relatively inexperienced receiving core. So I think that's where they're at. And also, they have not been great stopping the run this year. You know, look at Oklahoma game. We need some last week, too. Like, this Baylor front is, is kind of inconsistent in terms of the results that are going, you know, that are being put on them. So I think the inconsistency is there. This group at, you know, this group at that winning streak, we're like, all right, it's coming together. But then Kansas State came in and said, okay, Let's see how good the quarterback is because during the winning streak, the quarterback hadn't been doing much and the quarterback didn't do much last week for Baylor. I think they're asking themselves a lot of questions right now and they should be, but I feel like this is a chance this week to get a huge statement win against their rival. And uh, I would not be shocked if they did, but it's going to be on the shoulders. I think of Blake Shapen. Could this TCU offense have a big day with Quentin Johnston and Jared Wiley coming back to central Texas and playing in front of the, so many family members. Yeah. I, I, so I think both of these teams are going to be studying the defensive game film from the teams last week, right? Okay. As good as TCU's defense was, their offense wasn't very good. Well, why was the TCU offense not very good? Guys, Texas was wreaking havoc on that front, on that offensive line. It's played pretty well for TCU. They were in Max Duggan's kitchen all day. I mean, all of those sacks, 
I didn't see one sack last week, whether five or six, where it seemed like Max Duggan was holding the ball too long. They just swarmed him. And so I think Baylor has the horses up front to make that happen. The question is, can their defense play to the level that we've seen from a Dave Aranda and Ron Roberts defense in the past when they generate that pressure? It's not about making Max Duggan uncomfortable. It's just about getting back there and getting home. You know, And, and I know he's, he is not as good when he's pressured, obviously. But, um, you know, if, if they get the ball out at all, you're horrified of how good those playmakers are in space. So it's about swarming. It's about getting after him. It's about collapsing the pockets. It's about trying to make him move some because, um, you know, he can be pretty good at moving. But I, I don't think recently, um, you know, I, I think he's still a little hampered from that, that cast. I'm not sure about you guys. He didn't look all the way right to me. Ever since that West Virginia game, he does not look like he's got the get off uh, kind of the movement in the pocket. He's a clunky mover as it is, but he's just not moving with the the kind of speed that I, you know, that it, we've seen in the past from Max Duggan. So make him uncomfortable. Get after him. Collapse that pocket. Texas did a great job at last week. If I'm Baylor, I look at that game film. I try to copy that game plan and try to get this thing. You know, I think Baylor's best shot is that they run the football successfully and they rush the passer pretty well. I don't know if they want to start trading blows with an offense that is basically dropping napalm on everybody at least twice a week right now. Josh Neighbors from Locked on uh, uh, Locked on the Big Locked on Big Twelve podcast. Josh, I know we got a couple of weeks left of the season, but can can the people at AT and T go ahead and put on the marquee? It is TCU versus Kansas State in the Big Twelve championship game. Yeah, I mean, you know, the West Virginia trip can be a little tricky, but that situation's become a lot weirder, obviously, with Shane Lyons gone. I mean, how dialed in is that West Virginia staff, right? If you're on that staff, you're probably thinking about um, what's my next job, and rightfully so, right? There's a lot of folks that, you know, families that need jobs, whatever. So you're wondering how dialed in that situation is, even though it's got a big win. And then the Sunflower Showdown on uh, this guy's awesome, guys. Sunflower showdown between Kansas and Kansas State on Fox next Saturday night, assuming there's a spot that there is a Big 12 championship spot on the line. I'm hoping Jalen Daniels is back. I think that makes that game fascinating. But you look at the way Kansas State, uh, Kansas State played last week and the fact that they were so well coached and so well prepared and they responded in that Will Howard you know, guys, he's not starting like, like, you know, he's coming to relief. He's had a couple games now. He's had to come in and he's looked really strong when he's coming, especially, you know, last week. And uh, Chris Kleiman talked about it. He's just more prepared. He's more comfortable. The game is slowing down. All of those cliches we talk about that just come with A's. Deuce Vaughn told us, look, like we were thrown to the fire. We came in together in 2020. We had to play in that COVID year. We had no idea who we were, you know, who's going to be on the team with us, who's going to play each week. And to see Will Howard be that guy and to be this guy right now, I mean, guys, he's got the size of an NFL quarterback. Like Will Howard's got, got the intangibles and he's playing like a, he, he looks like Will Levis, what Will Levis people thought he would look like right now. That's kind of my read on this. And if he keeps going and keeps playing like this, yeah, you can stamp that ticket. And my God, is that going to be a tough out for TCU in the Big 12 championship game? So, would, would you, Will Howard look great so far? Yeah, go ahead. I was going to say, would you go ahead and just give him the keys to the car right now, Will Howard? Yeah, I know they want to redshirt him, but I mean. They well, they've been talking about redshirting him. But. Right. And, and at this point in time, though, you've got a chance with him to do something that does not happen there very often, right? Uh, to go to a big, tall championship game. And, and, and uh, look, people think that there's a good chance that, you know, 
they could win that game with, with how good the offense looks with him and, and Deuce on there in the backfield and him spreading the ball out to all the weapons. Uh, I think you have to. And, and look, I mean, Adrian Martinez is out, so it's a moot point anyway. You're going to have to use Will Howard, but he gives you a chance to do something special there. And look, he's got a couple of years of eligibility left. And, and hey, with that size, that arm, if he plays like this, guys, I'm not sure he's going to need both years. I mean, he looks insane right now. What are you working on for the uh, for the podcast? Yeah, we're talking about the college ball playoff rankings today. Obviously, kind of going to slide in that idea. Hey, what will it take for a one loss TCU Horn Frogs team to make the college football playoff? Obviously, game previews and whatnot coming up this week. I guess we got to start talking hoops, boys. Right? I mean, Kansas gets a win against Duke last night. Mm-hmm. TCU's dropping games, right? So a little bit of hoops coverage coming in as well. It's coming up on the show. You can find us. Uh, Locked on Big 12 on YouTube or wherever you get your podcast and find us on Twitter at LO Big 12. Hey, I didn't know if you, if you knew this, but there's a team here in Waco that's number five in the country. There is, and they're <laughs> offense. Oh, my God, guys. I mean, you would talk about watching like an NBA team. Those guys spread it and shock it. It, it, it rhymes the team a couple years ago. They're a lot of fun to watch, and they got some big games coming up here too. Absolutely. Hey, Josh, thanks, man. We appreciate your time. Have a great day. Yep, anytime, guys. Talk to you soon. Josh Neighbors from the uh, podcast Locked on Big 12, 820. This is game time here on ESPN Central Texas. We'll continue our college football conversation. Uh, Steven Simcox will join us at the bottom of the hour to talk TCU football. TCU and Baylor coming up on Saturday. And uh, we'll have it right here on your flagship station for Baylor Athletics. 7 a.m. for uh, game time. Or, uh, game day live, rather, for game day live. 7 a.m. for game time, too, but that's every day. Uh, game game day live, 7 a.m., and it's presented by the Office of Baylor Alumni. Then the uh, Baylor Alumni Tailgate Show at 9, and then the, the Bears and the Frogs at 11 o'clock on Saturday. So, And, oh, by the way, if you're wondering, the day after Thanksgiving, the Bears will take on Texas in Austin at DKR Texas Memorial Stadium. Did I say it right in the right order? Yeah. Uh, anyway, that game's going to be an 11 o'clock kick as well. So there you go. All right. Uh, make your plans. 821. This is this is uh, Game Day Live here on ESPN Central Texas. The Riesel Coaches Show with Tyler Crow is brought to you by Kyla Dietrich and Kelly Realtors. Coach, coming off a 28-7 win over Cayuga to start the playoffs last week, this is a game where your defense just played outstanding the entire game and your offense Started kind of slow, but kind of wore on them as the game went on, didn't it? Uh, yes, sir. You know, um, we started off um, a lot of penalties there in the first quarter, offensive penalties, um, kind of forced us to do some overcoming. Um, and we were able to punch one in uh, before half to make it 7-0. Uh, we came out in the second half um, and, and really kind of played more our style of game. Um, and we were able to kind of ground ground and pound a little bit. And um, that, that allowed us to have three rushing touchdowns in the fourth quarter um, to kind of seal the deal. And the defensive effort from your team, just outstanding the whole game. Yeah, we played good. They were a run-the-ball team, um, and our kids tackled real well. Um, and so that's always important if you want to play good defense. Uh, they scored one late, maybe a couple minutes, two and a half minutes to go in the game. Um, but um, before that, um, you know, our defense pretty much did what we needed them to do. Now this week you take on Bangs Friday night in Burleson. Offensively for them, it all starts with their running back. No doubt. Number 20, Guy Powell, um, he makes him go. He's electric. Uh, he's hard to bring down. He's fast. Um, he's not the tallest guy, um, but he's got low center of gravity, and he's real quick. Um, they kind of spread you out and throw it just good enough. It, um, it keeps you just from packing the box. And so, um, 
you know, we'll if, if we can tackle him, that'll probably be our best chance uh, of being successful. Defensively for them, nothing really exotic, but they play really great sound defense. Uh, no doubt. They kind of got an old school feel to them on the defense. They play an old split cover three look. And so, um, you know, they kind of bend but don't break. And they, you know, they do their job and they kind of force you to grind out um, first downs and drive the whole length of the field. And uh, if you get behind the chains, then you'll be in trouble a little bit. So we'll have to be smart about that. ESPN Central Texas. Hi, Central Texas. This is Kyla Dietrich with Kelly Realtors. I've built a successful real estate career based on exceptional customer service with referrals from friends, family, and clients like you. I've been a licensed realtor in Texas for 20 years, and I'm grateful to be an annual platinum producer. I'm in my favorite season of life right now, raising three teens and soaking up every single second of Friday night football. Let me, Kyla Dietrich with Kelly Realtors, help you find your journey home. Call 254-749-6069. Game time. Weekday 7 to 9 is your first word in local sports. Attention farmers and ranchers. You want that person-to-person service with someone you know and trust to get your animal supplies to you and take the worry out cost effectively. That's where Agritech Animal Health with Chad Spitzer and his staff are all about. People you know and trust with over 100 years of combined experience in the animal health industry. From the heart of Texas to the Red River, they are there to service you with that personal feel and products you know and trust. Stop by and see Ashley at their Marlin location or give them a call to set you up and keep your animals in the game at 2 5-4-8-8-3-5-5-0-0. It's Agritech Animal Health. Make your vehicle look and run like new again at CNC Collision Center. They're your locally owned and operated location for paint and body repairs, frame straightening, spray and bed liners, and wheel alignments. CNC Collision Center offers free estimates, and they'll also come to you for car pickup and delivery. Have your car restored to its original beauty. CNC Collision Center, 5849 North Highway 6 in Spiegelville, at cccollisioncenter.com and on Facebook. Established in 2007 and independently owned, Alliance Bank Central Texas is committed to helping families and businesses meet their financial goals. From their tellers to their board of directors, they know the importance of superior service and competitive products. Customers have confidence knowing that their financial needs are in good hands. It's your bank, Alliance Bank Central Texas, with two Waco locations, 4721 Bosque Boulevard and 191 Archway Drive on Highway 84 and at AllianceBankTexas.com. Member FDIC and Equal Housing Lender. It's time for Stephanie from Sales to Talk Sports. Brought to you by Advanced Leveling Foundation, Myatt Fuels, Mission Golf Cars, and Asco Equipment in Belton. All right, 825, this is game time here on ESPN Central Texas. Tom Ward, Ryan, Stephanie is here. Good morning. With uh, the continuation of her birthday month, I mean, yeah. why not make it like six months? Nah, this... nah, just a month. All right. We only got a couple weeks left. <laughs> uh, I know. Does that mean it's my birth month, too? Is your birthday this month? It was on the 6th. Oh, well, happy late, belated birthday. Oh, we I had, didn't know. You, you didn't know we had a big party. Y'all yeah. didn't invite me? Oh, we didn't? You didn't Where get, did you go, Ward? You didn't get the memo? We had the big barbecue cook-off? The I mean, barbecue cook-out? Cook. You didn't get the memo? No. Oh yeah, we 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 did yeah. ribs and okay, whatever. Tater salad and whatever they call me tater, tater salad. salad. <laughs> <laughs> I don't whatever. know where that came from. All right, what do you got for us this morning? Giant pumpkin racing. It's a thing. Lord, I'm leaving. It's I'm a leaving. Thing. It is not it a is. thing. So they do it in 
uh, Windsor, Nova Scotia, Scotia. How do you say that? Nova Scotia. <laughs> Nova, Nova Scotia. I don't, I don't even know where that is. I know it's not near Texas. It's, well, it is. It's north of Leroy. No, it is not. No, it's not. I don't even know where Leroy is. <laughs> oh, good gracious. So they take 600 to 800 pound pumpkins and you hollow out, you clean the inside out and you get in and you paddle on a lake. And from one end to the other, it's like a half a mile. I didn't even know pumpkins got that big. I guess they use preservatives or inject them with stuff to help them grow, like hormones, like growth hormones. <laughs> <laughs> but it's is a- anybody Googling this? I mean, yeah, I, they, they, it's a big deal. Yeah, see, and they also do, uh, they also do it in Oregon. They have an annual West Coast giant pumpkin pumpkin regatta in Oregon every October. They say that sometimes these pumpkins do capsize, but don't worry. They have rescue boats to help you. <laughs> so it's like kayaking in a pumpkin. Of course they capsize. They're not designed to float. These have, these have motors on them. So, okay, yeah. So there's three You could there's three classifications. There's motor, there's paddling, and experimental. I don't know what experimental means, but. <laughs> flying. <laughs> flying, okay, yeah. yeah. No, because you have to be on the water. What, is she telling the truth? It, she yes. is. Yeah. They thing. decorate them, too. Mm-hmm. So guess who? How big do these pumpkins get? Six to 800 pounds. They're huge. It's bigger than your head, Tom. Not much. <laughs> but just think all the work you have to do to clean it all out. That's a lot of pumpkin seeds. <laughs> <I'm just saying. sighs> I wonder if those pumpkin seeds are big. You know, like, because you can eat pumpkin seeds. Oh, you so, can? Uh-huh. So, you know... I'll, Ooh, let's do an experiment. Let's go get three let's, different size pumpkins and see what size the pumpkin seeds are. Because I wonder, you know. I'm still waiting on that camel ride back from July. <laughs> I think we should have fun and try that. I don't know where we find an 800-pound pumpkin, though. Nova Scotia. Like Martha Stewart. <laughs> Martha Stewart even entered one time in Nova Scotia or whatever it's called. Nova Scotia. <laughs> Martha Stewart. But yeah, it's a thing. Where is that anyway? Is it like Canada? It's like Eastern Europe. Like by England? That's Western Europe. Across the Atlantic? (laughs) That's Western Europe. (laughs) Wait. Western, Eastern. Wait, what? I have to go look at a map. About 100 100 miles Miles or so (laughs) from Canada. Ward is just over there shaking his head. What's wrong, Ward? Unbelievable. I just <laughs> No, it's not. It is very much believable. <laughs> Look, y'all don't need to pick on me. I get enough picking on. Anyways, <sighs> that is your sports for the morning. <laughs> it's a thing. It's a thing. Let's try it. A little pumpkin racing, huh? Pumpkin racing. All Every right. October. Every October. They Darn, eat. we missed it. Yeah. <laughs> they even do it at the University of Wisconsin. Where's that at? In Wisconsin. Oh, okay. Madison. There you go. Whoa, look at that. that. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Thanks so much, Steph. All Have right. a great day. You too, bye. There you go. Uh, anybody anybody into this pumpkin paddling, motorboating? Uh-uh. No, I'm with you. If they were intended to do that, n- uh, never mind. All <laughs> right. Uh, 830 coming up next. We'll talk, uh, we'll talk with Stephen Simcox. The uh, podcast is locked on Horn Frogs. We'll do it next. The Mark Coaches Show with Kevin Hoffman is brought to you by InCommons Bank. It's a uh, it's an option type football team. 
you don't see a lot of that much anymore. So does that present some problems defensively, having to kind of work on that a little bit this week? Sure. Uh, you know, anytime you, you, you face a team that runs a triple option, you got, you know, three things that you got to take care of. And and uh, if you miss on any of those, you know, they can turn that into a, a touchdown or a big play. Uh, and then, you know, if you if you still don't keep your eyes where they're supposed to be, they'll, they'll fake some of those things and then drop back and throw the football. So, um, you know, playing the triple option teams, you got to be disciplined. You have to take care of your assignment and you can't worry about what's someone else's assignment is or try to cover up for someone else because uh, it just doesn't work against that type of offense. Defensively, what do they try to do? Defensively, they're again they're they're an old school type of defense, uh, old school fifty defense, odd front, uh, but they will mix it up and and give you an even front look to uh, um, you know make you make sure that you're you're blocking your assignments and. We met with our kids uh, early in the week, and, you know, our offensive line has done a, uh, a really good job this year of picking up different fronts. And, you know, we, we've seen an odd front a bunch this year. So uh, it's just going to be our, our center making the calls uh, on what defensive front he's he's uh, seeing uh, and, and what he's going to tell the other guys that we're getting. And then uh, from there, we'll just follow our rules and uh, block what happens. Does this, does this team remind you of anybody you've seen? Uh, this year or, or years past? Well, uh, I, I told the coach that, uh, you know, I thought they were very similar to, you know, a, a Crawford team. Uh, their old school split back, you know, run veer, run toss, uh, can, you know, sneaky good in the passing game. ESPN Central Texas. In Commons Bank is rooting for all of our local teams this football season. While you gear up for game days this fall, why not earn money at the same time? With the new Mars Rewards checking account from In Commons Bank, you can earn money every time you swipe your debit card. Earn while snagging spirit shirts, snacks, and supplies for celebrations after the big win with the Mars Rewards debit card. It's the perfect card for everyday purchases. Visit us in person or online at InCommonsBank.com forward slash Mars to find out more information. Member FDIC. The Big 12 Blitz, weekdays at 5.50 p.m. on ESPN Central Texas. Are you in the market to buy or sell a home and need an agency to deliver excellent results? Camille Johnson Realtors is excited to assist you with one of the most important decisions for you and your family. Whether it be residential or farm and ranch properties, Camille and her all-star team of agents are ready to help buyers and sellers through what can be a stressful period in their lives. Enjoy the multiple listings, community and school information, and photos of the area on their website, CamilleJohnson.com. Camille Johnson Realtors is a proud supporter of Baylor Athletics. Make your trash disappear. Call your friends at Frontier. Frontier Waste Solutions is a locally owned and operated waste management company. We are Texas-based and Texas-proud. Frontier Waste offers roll-off dumpster rentals, commercial waste disposal, and residential garbage collection. At Frontier Waste, we will pick up your trash. Our equipment is well-maintained, and we have a great culture here where employees are taken care of, too. Call me for your municipal, commercial, and construction dumpster quotes today. Sabrina with Frontier, 254-855-6683. Or on our website, FrontierWaste.com. 
The Black Friday sales event is happening now at Allen Samuels. Save big on our great selection of new cars and trucks, like the new 2022 Ram trucks. These legendary award-winning trucks are designed to be durable, functional, and stylish. Ram trucks give you that first-class feel with luxurious leather trim seating options, exceptional legroom, and storage. If we don't have exactly what you want in stock, we can order it today. Shop an award-winning dealership with award-winning product. Allen Samuels and Waco, the place to shop Ram trucks. Game time is brought to you by Alan Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram, your friend in the car business. It's eight thirty-five. Welcome back into the program. Game time here on ESPN Central Texas. Fox, Fox folks in town on uh, Saturday for the uh, big noon kickoff and. Of course, it's an 11 a.m. kickoff central time. Should be a lot of fun. The Bears and the TCU Horn Frogs. And we're going to visit with Stephen Simcox from the podcast Locked on Horn Frogs. Stephen, good morning. Let's begin with, with the college football playoff. If TCU were to stub their toe over the next couple of weeks, is this team, is this conference respected enough to be able to get a one-loss team into the into the tournament? Well, I think they'll have a case, Tom. I feel like the tricky thing is you're going to have, um, you know, a number of other teams that are going to be right there for, for the taking. Like Tennessee, obviously, is probably going to end the season with one loss. They're not going to play on the conference title game, which will hurt them to a certain extent. But um, I don't think it's going to completely disqualify them from being considered for a top-four spot. USC has the potential to win the rest of their games and be a conference title winner with one loss. Um, you know, the the – winner of that Michigan-Ohio State game will be in a great position. The loser of that game will still be in a good spot. But I think it depends on what game they lose. If they lose in Waco this weekend and then they lose their and then they win their last two and they're a conference champion and they go 12-1, and one, then I think they'll have an opportunity. I feel like ultimately they probably won't get in, but I feel like they'll at least be considered. If they lose to Iowa State or if they lose in the conference title game, even though it's probably going to be against a really good K-State team, then I think they'll automatically get dropped out and won't have a chance to recover. But I'm not super hopeful. I mean, I, I think it shouldn't be this way, but uh, it just seems like people are kind of waiting for them to lose. And everybody had, had the Texas game circled as the game that they were going to drop. That didn't happen. But I just I, I feel like across the country there's sort of this belief that maybe this team isn't as good as their record says. And once they lose the football game, everybody will sort of use that to – to not allow them in the uh, in the top four club. Stephen, how good a job has Joseph Gillespie done with this defense being able to make those in-game adjustments and disguise coverage for the Frogs? Yeah, he's been fantastic. I mean, early in the season, they were kind of making do with what they had. Uh, as you said, they were really living on those in-game adjustments, especially at halftime. They had a couple of tough first halves against Oklahoma State and K-State, but then they were able to right the ship. And then Against Texas, I mean, that's the most complete football game they've played all year. You know, B. John Robinson is arguably the best running back in the country. They held him to 29 yards. 20 years did not look comfortable at all. He had a really tough game. And they only gave up three points. You know, if not for that Max Duggan fumble um, and, and return for a TD by Texas, they probably should have won that game 17-3. to So, super impressive. I think the way he has revamped this team with the three-down front has been has been great. And even those defensive linemen, I mean, you got guys like Dylan Horton who are playing at a high level right now, and he really hasn't shown that much throughout his career. So I think he's, you know, uh, got these guys improved. They've gotten a little healthier too. Bud Clark and, and Nuke Bradford are two safeties. They've gotten back in the secondary the last 
few weeks. I think that's helped their pass defense. Um, but yeah, they look like they're playing with a ton of confidence. I think uh, as the year's gone on, they've got a better understanding of, of what they're being asked to do. And it showed up in a big way Saturday. So if they play like that or similar to that the rest of the season, then this is a much tougher out in my mind um, because we know they can score and they've honestly had trouble doing this the last few weeks, but it hasn't really mattered because the defense has stepped up in a big way. What's the identity of this football team? Stephen, have have you been able to go, okay, this is what they are all about? Yeah, I think I've finally figured it out. And it, it's not something that I would have guessed before the season. And if you asked me earlier in the year, I probably would have said big plays, like big plays in the passing game. But I think what they're best at is running between the tackles, which is sort of funny because I feel like when people think of a sunny back football team, that's not what comes to mind. But Kendra Miller's got over 1,100 yards. He had uh, a buck 50 on Saturday. Now, 75 of those were on one play, so that made a big difference. But I think what this team's been able to do all year is in the fourth quarter, when you know they need first downs or when they need to drive, um, they run the ball and they kind of lean on this big offensive line to wear teams down. So they did that against Texas Saturday. You know, Amari Mercado came in and, and gave Kendra a break, and he had five carries for 65 yards. He had a couple first downs there in the fourth quarter. You know, they played better in the second half on offense, and a lot of it was getting back to running the football, especially on early downs and putting themselves in, in second and third uh, and more second and third, more manual situations instead of third and long. And so I think that's what they do best, and that's sort of what they come back to when they need a drive or when they need to salt the game away. Um, they're just a physical football team. I don't feel like everybody quite understands that, but really on offense and defense, they kind of pride themselves on hitting you and having the ability to you know, take a punch and come back and, and keep going. I feel like the, the strength and conditioning staff with Kyle Kazadi has made a huge difference for this team this year, and it showed up in the second half of football games. How healthy is Quentin Johnston right now? Uh, he's not 100%. I mean, he looked real hobbled against Texas. He gutted it out and made some big plays. He only had three catches, and it was for 66 yards and a touchdown. He had the big touchdown catch on what looked like a busted coverage from, from UT. He also had a huge catch on third and four or third and three on that final drive of the game to give him a first down. and allow them to not have to punt back to you to, to Texas and not give them a chance to go tie the football game. But, you know, he's not really practicing. I think, um, honestly, I don't know if he'll be 100% the rest of the year. I, the the goal, I, I feel like, for him is to just keep playing and, and, you know, try to get better. And then once you get past the conference title game, whether it's a playoff berth or a bowl game, hopefully he can get himself in a good position to play well in that football game. But, um, yeah, I don't think he's he's completely healthy, but he's he's giving it a go. And, uh, yeah, I had a ton of respect for the way he, he played on Saturday. It wasn't his best effort, but, I mean, you could tell every time he got tackled, he was getting up, kind of hobbling, jumping up and down. It's That ankle's just bothering him, and it's sprained, so it's probably not going to get better between now and, and the next few weeks. Steven, it looked like at least Saturday to, to some degree that – the TCU's pretty comfortable going on the road. The the road environment doesn't seem to to have that negative effect on this on this football team. No, they've done a good job. I mean, you know, they played Kansas uh, when they had game day there, and even though that was an eleven o'clock game, it was a pretty raucous environment. They took care of business against Texas, so they've handled it well. You know, I, I'm interested to see what the atmosphere is like Saturday. I know Baylor's coming off a pretty disappointing loss, and the fans were. We're really jazzed up for that K-State game. But 
I think even if it, if the crowd gets into it, it's not going to phase them. I mean, what they've done well this year, whether it's falling behind or facing adversity, they've just kind of dug deep and, and found a way. So, um, you know, I, I'm, I, I don't think Baylor – I think Baylor can win this football game, uh, but I don't think it'll be because the crowd is just – totally intimidating TCU and the noise is going to bother them a whole lot. Steven, is Johnny Hodges in this linebacking core, the heartbeat of this TCU defense right now? He's kind of become that guy. Yeah. He's leading the team in tackles. He had a really good game against Texas. You know, he said after that game that he's a transfer from the Naval Academy and he sent out his, his demo reel, you know, his, his film basically to 60 different power five schools. And he got two responses. Northwestern told him he wasn't good enough. And then TCU, you know, offered him a chance to come play. And he's ended up as a, a starter all year long. This, this linebacker group in general has improved. That's another one of uh, Joe Gillespie's kind of feathers in the cap, I guess, is Hodges has played well. Jamoy Hodge and uh, D. Winters have been starters as well, and they've done a nice job. And then Chad Banks had to play the first half of last week's game because D. Winters uh, was suspended for, for targeting in the Tech game. And he's played really well. He's a big physical guy. He was actually a wide receiver at North Shore, um, but he's over six feet tall and 250 pounds. So they moved him to linebacker at TCU, and he's played well. And he kind of had his coming out party on Saturday. So they got four guys that can kind of mix and match and play, which is um, a nice luxury to have. But Johnny Hodges is the guy. And, I mean, he's he's kind of an old-school linebacker. He's not – I wouldn't say he's the most athletic dude on the field. Uh, but he knows how to get to his gap. He knows how to read the plays. He knows run plays and, and make tackles. And, I mean, if you ask him to cover somebody, he's not completely out of his depth. So he's been a great asset for this TCU team. You mentioned the uh, the Frogs' ability to run the football. If you were, When you look at this game and you look at how these two teams match up, is, is there one area where you say TCU has to be successful in this area or they're, or they're going to have a tough day? So the last few weeks, teams have really been bringing pressure, you know, blitzes and, and getting to Max Duggan and making him uncomfortable. I know that Baylor defensive line is good. So I would say the, the TCU O-line, specifically their tackles, Brandon Coleman and Andrew Coker, they've had trouble, you know, containing the edge at times this year. So that's going to be a huge matchup. And does TCU have an answer? Because, I, I mean, Dave, Dave Randa and Ron Roberts are going to watch the film. They've seen that they're struggling with these blitz packages. Are they going to be able to get the ball out quick or – you know, run some screens or do something to uh, keep this Baylor defense honest. I think that'll be a big, big aspect of the game. This offense needs to get going a little bit. I mean, they're surviving. They're winning football games. They've put together jobs when, they, they, when they've needed to, but the explosiveness has not been there lately. And um, I think they're going to have to get back to that if they're going to end up going 13-0 and and have a chance at the college football playoffs. So this will be a, a good week to take a step forward in that regard. But yeah, the DC O-line versus the Baylor D-line and that front seven, really, I think it's going to be a huge matchup. If they can continue to run the ball well and then hold up and pass protection, then I like TCU's chances. Steven, what are you working on for the uh, for the podcast today? Well, yeah, we got plenty of uh, coverage of this Baylor game, and then, um, unfortunately, the basketball team has just completely fallen on their face uh, to start the season. They lost to Northwestern State earlier this week. So we got some coverage of that as well, even though it's it's sort of gotten lost and um, all the hype around the football team. But big game this week. And, uh, yeah, thanks for having me on the show, guys. I appreciate it. Hey, have a great day. That is uh, Stephen Simcox. And the uh, podcast is Locked on Horn Frogs. And you can check it out wherever you get your uh, your podcast. All right, 846.
We're 14 away from nine. This is game time here on ESPN Central Texas. Tom Ward, Ryan, we're glad you're with us. Wednesday edition of the program coming up this afternoon at 3 o'clock. It is the John Morris Show. John's going to have Brian Estridge, the uh, play-by-play voice of the TCU Horn Frogs, on the program. So look for that coming up this afternoon at 3 o'clock. Brian's a good guy. And uh, you'll uh, you'll enjoy that conversation between J-Mo and Brian Estridge. That'll be coming your way at 3 this afternoon. And uh, Matt Mosley's here at 4. All right, uh, 8.46. We're right back with more of game time here in just a moment. Recently on the John Moore Show. That is uh, Toby Rowland, the longtime uh, voice of the Oklahoma Sooners. Football, basketball, baseball. Uh, I'll give you guys a little insight out there. When J-Mo saw that it was on ESPN+, Plus, he got very excited because that's what us radio guys do. That's because right. we know we're going to have way more listeners. <laughs> You're exactly <Way> right. <laughs> that's right. Tune in to the Voice of the Bears weekdays from 2 to 3 p.m. here on ESPN Central Texas. The Crawford Booster Club is a nonprofit organization that supports all pirate and lady pirate athletic teams. Through the sale of Crawford apparel and a spring fundraiser, they're able to purchase needed items and products that are typically not in the school athletic budget. The Crawford Booster Club is proud of all the high school and junior high athletic teams, including football and baseball, boys and girls basketball, tennis, cross country, track and field, and golf, and girls volleyball and softball. They encourage all Crawford residents to go to the games, both home and on the road, and let the coaches and student athletes hear your support. Football is back in full swing, and Specs is here to get you geared up for game day. Shop lower prices on all your favorites and expand your lineup with a huge selection of world-class wines, spirits, beers, and gourmet foods. Specs has been fueling Texas tailgates since 1962 as the one-stop shop for gridiron greatness. When it comes to fantastic football feasts, it's down set Specs. The fun starts here. There are several big games this week in college football, including Georgia versus Kentucky, Illinois versus Michigan, TCU versus Baylor, USC versus UCLA, Oklahoma State versus Oklahoma. Raise the bar on your next tailgate with Specs Wine, Spirits, and Finer Foods. The fun starts here. Your first word in sports. Game time. Weekdays 7 to 9 on ESPN Central Texas. At Metro by T-Mobile, you can save more now that you need it the most. Get one line of unlimited 5G for just $40, period. Taxes and fees included. That's the lowest price in prepaid. Plus, choose from the largest selection of free 5G phones from brands you love, like Samsung. Switch now and save more. Only at Metro. If congested, the fraction of users greater than 35 gigabytes per month may notice reduced speeds, and Metro customers may notice reduced speeds versus T-Mobile due to prioritization. Video streams and SD requires eligible port in C-Store for details. When you do whatever it takes to get the job done, they say you're on it. At ASCO Equipment, they work hard to get the job done and get it done right. They partnered with Doosan Forklifts because they get the job done too. Doosan builds cushion electric and pneumatic forklifts you buy and rent at asco equipment and they service and support it quality forklifts that get the job done asco equipment they're on it whatever it is 
Security Bank of Crawford offers the citizens of Bell, Bosque, Coriel, and McLennan counties competitive rates on a variety of commercial and consumer deposit accounts, plus certificates of deposits in ranges of 30 days to five years. And Security Bank of Crawford is also here for commercial, consumer, and real estate loans. So if you live in Bosqueville, China Spring, Clifton, Crawford, Evant, Oglesby, Prairie Chapel, or Valley Mills, do yourself a favor and check out the friendly employees at Security Bank of Crawford. Member FDIC and Equal Housing Lender. Make your vehicle look and run like new again at CNC Collision Center. They're your locally owned and operated location for paint and body repairs, frame straightening, spray and bed liners, and wheel alignments. CNC Collision Center offers free estimates, and they'll also come to you for car pickup and delivery. Have your car restored to its original beauty. CNC Collision Center, 5849 North Highway 6 in Spiegelville, at cccollisioncenter.com and on Facebook. Now, back to the Alan Samuel Studios. All right, uh, 8.51, 9 away from 9. This is game time here on ESPN Central Texas. Tom Ward, Ryan, we're glad you're with us. We were, we were talking NFL football with the, uh, the Cowboys playing the Vikings coming up on Sunday. And, Ward, I asked the question at the very top of the show nearly two hours ago, would you trade – would you trade Kirk Cousins, even Steven, for Dak Prescott? And you said no. You said that statistically these guys are pretty even, and they are. I mean, and it, they really, really are uh, when you do the research. So here's the question. Are these, are both of these or either one of these or none of these guys top 10 quarterbacks in the National Football League? 31 starters. Would they be in your top 10? Either one, both, none. I oh, they probably both are in the top ten, but in the bottom top ten. Probably fair. I think we'd all agree that Mahomes is there, Josh Allen is there, Jalen Hurts from Philadelphia is there. It hurts to say that. Ha. Uh, okay. Uh, Geno Smith, would he be in your top ten from Seattle? Well, he's playing right now. Yeah, probably. Boy, that's hard. That's 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 a, now, that's overall, a small sample size, yeah, it's isn't a small it? Small sample size. So overall, I I don't I don't know. I love Joe Burrow. I love how gutsy he is. He gets the snot beat out of him, and he just keeps flinging. Uh, Lamar Jackson, he's he's one, isn't he? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is Tua? Yeah. Yeah, I think so, too. What about Brady this year? Because he's Tom Brady, he's got to be. I think so. I mean, I would I would hate to figure out or try to figure out where Tampa Bay would be without him. I know that they haven't had that great year, but where on earth would they be without him? Uh, I think Aaron Rodgers is in there. Yeah, I think so, too. Uh, this year though, yeah, I, I know absolutely. that I know that he's had some absolutely this year. They won the football game with the running game on Sunday. They won the football game because Aaron Rodgers willed them to a win. Turning and handing it off. <laughs> I'm telling you, without him in the game, they don't win. I think you could probably say that for most starting quarterbacks, couldn't you? No. Where are they going to win? Where the starters not playing well? Well, there's there's plenty of teams that that just can't win no matter how much 
well, the starting quarterback. I, I get that. That's well, they've got more than just quarterback problems. Uh, Justin Herbert. Yes. Yeah. I think so. Uh, you know who's who's making a charge up that up that chart for me? It's Justin Fields from Chicago. Look, the, the, their offensive line is as bad is as bad as it gets. And he is on the run from the time he gets off the bus to the time that they – but somehow he still finds a way to make some plays. Don't you think this guy is – and I know it's a small sample size again with Justin Fields, but don't you think that he has he, – he He's has, not top ten. No, I said on the way up. Yeah, he's – yeah. Okay. So – you want to know the power rankings through this week? Yeah, lay, lay them on us real quick. All right, number one, Pat, Pat Mahomes. Number two, Josh I'm Allen. Pat Mahomes is number one. Yeah, <laughs> surprise. Josh Allen, two. Jalen yeah. Hurts, three. Geno Smith, four. Wow. Joe Burrow, five. Lamar Jackson, six. Uh, Tua, seven. Tom Brady, eight. Justin Herbert, nine. Kirk Cousins, ten. Dak Prescott, 11. Jimmy Garoppolo, 10. 12, Aaron Rodgers, 13, Kyler Murray, 14, Justin Fields, 15, just mentioned him, mm-hmm. Daniel Jones, 16, Russell Wilson, 17, Ooh. Ryan Tannehill, How about 18. that trade, huh? Yeah. <laughs> Derek Carr, 19, Matthew Stafford, Matthew Stafford, 20, Tyler Henneke, 21, Trevor Lawrence, 22, uh, Jacoby Brissett, 23, Marcus Mariota, 24. Jared Goff, 25. Mac Jones, 26. Andy Dalton, 27. Davis Mills, 28. Baker Mayfield, 29. Kenny Pickett, 30. Zach Wilson, 31. And Sam Ellinger, number 32 in the league. How about that? What What's the big surprise for you? Stafford? Yeah, that's a huge surprise. Yeah. He's all the way down there. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Uh, and Russell Wilson, quite frankly. Yeah, at number 17. Yeah. Uh, you wouldn't expect that. Nope. At least I wouldn't. All right, well, again, so you're not making the trade. I was just trying to trying to coax you into that trade, mm-hmm. so you're not going to make it. No. All right, uh, Cowboys and the Vikings will have it on our sister station, Fox Sports Central Texas, Sunday afternoon at 2 o'clock right here on ESPN Central Texas. Hey, we got to get out of here for Ward and for Ryan. I'm Tom. Thanks for listening. We'll see you in the morning at 7.